Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bearcat Rewind. This is episode number 15, and we're sticking with the defensive side of the football. One of the greatest defensive backs in Northwest Missouri State history and a Maryville native, Miles Burnside, is joining us. He was a 2009 national champion during his senior season, an All-American in 2008 and 2009, uh, the 2008 National Defensive Player of the Year. He was the Ken B. Jones Award winner during the 2009-2010 school year and the National Scholar Athlete of the Year for Division II in 2009-2010. Also an M-Club Hall of Famer, so quite the resume there for Miles Burnside. So it was exciting to talk with him and, and talk about those old days playing for the Bearcats and catch up with him on what he's been up to lately as well. So that's coming up here on Bearcat Rewind. We have to give a thanks to our sponsors, the Northwest Missouri State Alumni Association and the Northwest Foundation. They're inviting you to take part in the Forever Green campaign, which is an effort to pave new pathways for students to excel. They're on the final stretch run to meet their goal. The Forever Green campaign is a push for Northwest toward academic excellence, scholarships, student life, and much, much more. So if you'd like more information on the Forever Green campaign, go to nwmissouri.edu slash forevergreen. And thanks to Mosaic Medical Center Maryville for their support. If a sports injury sidelines you from your favorite activity, don't worry, you have a team of experts ready to help. From sprains and strains to breaks and more serious injuries, our orthopedic and sports medicine professionals in St. Joseph, Maryville, and Albany have the skill and experience to get you back in the game as fast as possible. Mosaic Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we're all in to get you back in. Now let's dive into this week's interview with Miles Burnsides. Welcome back to Bearcat Rewind, now joined by a two-time All-American at Northwest Missouri State University, one of the best defensive players the Bearcats have ever had, Miles Burnsides, a Maryville native, joining us. Miles, we appreciate your time, and uh, this has to be fun for you, uh, you know, not only being a guy from Maryville, a Bearcat grad, but a guy that suited up for so many years and, and uh, led Northwest Missouri State to a national championship in 2009. This has to be a pretty special time of year for you. No, absolutely. The playoffs are always uh when you're playing this late in the fall, it's always a special time. They have a great team this year uh, and, and pulled off a look like a complete game here last week. So I'm excited to see what uh, what these guys can do up in uh, Ferris State here this week. Is it hard to, to sit back and, and watch some of the games uh, from afar and kind of, uh, especially your football acumen and, and the plays that you made, uh, you know, between 2005 and 2009 to kind of sit back and and be hands off and just be a fan? Oh no! Yeah, I mean it's it's great being a fan. You know, you kind of step back and, and you uh, tell stories, and remember <laughs> how the how things used to be, and, and watching those guys, uh, you know, playing with uh, uh, BC and also playing with Osborne. You know, seeing those guys and what they're doing this year and what they've done uh, in their uh, coaching career is, is really good to see. And Coach Wright finally taking the reins and. Uh, Hopefully we can put the, put together something here this week and uh, keep this thing going. Miles, when you look at last week's game, uh, three interceptions by Blake Barry in that secondary, uh, uh, how much fun was it for you to uh, see a, a guy like uh, Barry at that safety spot to come up with a big game like last week? No, it was great, and that's what they got some young guys back there. It was a fun, uh, good to see uh, Gaffin back. Uh, he struggled with a couple injuries this year, but uh, he's definitely a leader on the back end there. Watching some of those young guys, you know, make some plays and watch them develop this year, uh, man, it's been great. And then kind of had to put together a great game here last week. Well, Coach Wright's talked to us a little bit about uh, the responsibility for a safety in this Northwest Missouri State defense, which Coach Bostwick built up, and it was uh, so great for so many years. Then Coach Wright took the reins over, and it's just uh, kept it rolling. But uh, what all goes into that? Of course, you have to be a great athlete, but the mental side of the football game uh, to be a safety at Northwest Missouri State, uh, um, how much of that mental game actually comes up uh, on Saturdays? Yeah, no, they put a they put a lot of pressure on us uh, back in the day. I mean, 
But <laughs> a, a boss would always joke that we were the yeah, we weren't the best athletes, so that's why we had to think a little bit faster than everybody else. Uh, he always gave us a hard time about that. But, no, I, that's what it just gave us the responsibility to, to make a couple adjustments and put our other uh, teammates in great positions. And Bostwick started back in the day, and then they just carried it through. Well, at Northwest Missouri State University, there's so much talk about, um, you know, family and, and, uh, and such a tight-knit group and, um, you mentioned, you know, Brandon Clayton and Joel Osborne and, and this coaching staff that's been around for so long and guys that you played with, but then um, Charlie Flores on the staff and um, Rich Wright, and, and it's a group that's that's been together for quite a while. What was that like growing up with guys like, like Joel and, and Brandon um, who are on that coaching staff now, um, and, and how tight-knit is that actually once you get into those coaches' offices? Yeah, man, that's what it is. It's kind of the, uh, the coaches that hold it together. I mean, obviously, Scott – uh, was, was one of those, uh, those pieces that kind of helped the tradition and helped the family together. And man, I, I remember, uh, looking up to, uh, Chad Boston first coming into, coming to Northwest and he was a big leader for, uh, for the team when I was coming in. So, I mean, I've kind of looked up to a lot of those guys and then just to see the success they've had and, uh, just continue the same tradition and then still building that program. When you look at your career coming in, you're able to uh, really make a contribution to this team from your freshman year on. What would you uh, credit uh, as far as uh, being able to play at such a high level from uh, the very start, uh, putting on a Bearcat uniform? Oh, man, I was uh, pretty fortunate uh, to be uh, obviously from Maryville. And, I mean, they uh, kind of had that culture um, even at the high school. So uh, Coach Miller, Coach Will Hafer uh, kind of instilled in me uh, kind of that tradition. I had uh, Joe Quinlan. Also, he was helping when I was out there in the high school age. And so, I mean, they kind of taught us how to the kind of the tradition and, and kind of how to play the game. And so really fortunate to have uh, kind of that upbringing and then got out to Northwest and just kind of continued the same thing. So those guys definitely helped instill that uh, tradition and, and kind of got us ready to play before we actually got to school. So that's kind of how uh, when we filled up, we kind of uh, knew, uh, knew the ins and outs and, and kind of uh, put us on the – kind of a head start track can you take us back oh i don't know 15 16 years ago whenever the recruiting process starts up and you know you're a young man in high school and you've got uh colleges coming to you and, and you're talking to different places trying to figure out where you want to play football was there a little bit of a pull to leave maryville and get get outside of here or was northwest missouri state kind of uh, always your focus uh i think it was kind of uh yeah i mean northwest was always the focus uh, i mean you look up to other guys uh John Edmonds and, and some good players that have came out of uh, Maryville High School and go on and have great, uh, great, uh, in a, or great careers um, at Northwest. And so that's kind of where we're working. And, you know, a lot of me and, and some of the other guys in my class, Evan Wilmot and Sid Brisbane, and we would just look to, uh, you know, play at the highest level we could. And uh, kind of our skill set fit Northwest uh, quite well, I think. Is there additional pressure if you're a Maryville kid going to Northwest Missouri State? I don't. I don't think there's pressure. I think there's more of a chip on your shoulder. <laughs> so I, I think I, I came in with a bunch of guys that uh, we kind of uh, showed up, and we were the uh, kind of the underdogs. We were just the townies, and I think it had a negative connotation when maybe we uh, showed up, and we kind of hopefully changed that around for them. Well, we talk about Northwest and how much you keep track of the Bearcats and, and kind of sitting back and watching it from that perspective. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I know it was a disappointing finish this year losing to Lathrop, but uh, do you kind of keep the same close tabs on, on Maryville High School football and uh, what Coach Matt Webb has continued there? 
No, absolutely. Matt uh, was a good friend of mine, and and yeah, we were out there at the uh, that that last game where they lost the Lakers and uh, a tough last drive, and, and and unfortunately couldn't get it done. But no, we yeah, we try to stay uh, stay uh, in up to date with the with the smooth hounds and and you know, watch some of the good players. You know, we always root for those guys definitely when they get out to Northwest. And so the same thing with Northwest. We just we're just uh, I'm a big football fan. Obviously, growing up in Maryville, so it's just wherever I can watch the game at. Well, and I, you know, as we do these podcasts throughout the season, we talk to some former players and, and even some coaches. We had Coach Churchmore on to start things, and we kind of come back around to prior to 2009, the feelings of getting the national championship, falling short, um, for you to be a, a guy that grew up watching Northwest Missouri State and really having that, that very close connection to it uh, from the time that you are a little kid, but to be a young player and get to a national championship multiple times and not win it, does does that hang over your head at all as you head into your senior season? Oh, I, I think it it, made, it might have been. I mean, I think we were just so laser focused definitely in two thousand nine. Um, so just falling short, and you know, we felt some responsibility to finally get it done. Uh, definitely my senior year with all those guys in front of us that I looked up to and were great leaders. You know, that fell short and couldn't quite get it. We just kind of felt like we were kind of carrying everybody, I think, with us that 2009 season and, and finally uh, been able to get it done. What do you think was the biggest difference between uh, the 2009 team and the uh, previous three teams you played on as far as being able to come up with that national championship? Oh, man, I think it's just a, a couple plays. <laughs> I mean, there's some great teams, uh, you know, to that 2005 all the way to 2009. I mean, they're all great teams, and they all had uh, good different aspects, a little bit changes here and there, a couple extra players here and there. But, man, it's just – it's just one or two plays. I mean, I tell you, all those championship games, uh, you could just look at a couple plays here and there. And, uh, just luckily that last year, we were just able to make enough plays. Um, and I think any, any year, if you look back at all those games, it was just, it was just a couple tough breaks or a couple different plays, uh, could have been, could have been the difference. Well, it had to feel like it was the right finish. Uh, you know, 2005, it starts out with that loss to Grand Valley State, which is a great program. But then it, every, you cap your career off in 2009, facing Grand Valley State again, and, and then you get them this time around. It just had to feel like poetic justice at that point. Oh, a little bit, a little bit. You know, it was uh, it was a great feeling. Uh, and that's what finally finally got it going, or finally got it done. And, and all the emotion that's game. I mean, that's what I'll, I'll definitely always treasure and always remember. You finished your career at Northwest Missouri State uh, third in intercept, interceptions in, in program history, um, but it has to feel like you got robbed of one. I mean, 09 championship, you had that interception, and they call that uh, that holding, which might have been a phantom holding call. Uh, <laughs> does that one still uh, keep you up at night? No, yeah, no, I thought we, <laughs> I uh, no, it doesn't keep me up anymore. But no, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, there was a couple of tough breaks. I thought I had a couple that game, and uh, unfortunately, got a couple uh, calls, but. No, man, it was, it was a great game. It was a, um, I've had a blast in Northwest. And that's what uh, I think probably some of these coaches would probably tell you that I also, I think I'm number one on dropped interception. <laughs> so I don't know if he keeps, he keeps that track, but I think uh, Will Wagner always, uh, he added a neg- another column for our scorecard, and I think I was in the dropped interception. There's always, yeah, pie on that, too. There's always someone that will remind you that, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Th- those are just pass breakups in the long run, so they're still a good yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. But, so when you look back, too, 
37-0 in MIAA games in your career. I mean, just uh, unheard of to not drop a game uh, to another conference school. Uh, how much of a point of pride is something like that whenever you, you talk to other former players or even current guys right now as they're going through the grind? No, I, no it, was, it was a, I mean, it was top to bottom, and all the guys I've played with, yeah, it's, it's incredible feat. I mean, I know there was a couple close calls. Uh, definitely against Pitt State. Uh, I think at Arrowhead was uh, we had to give it to Xavier and let him go over the top to, in an overtime game to win it because defensively we couldn't do much. But it's it's kind of funny now, you know, talking to some of the other uh, players in my class from different, uh, you know, from uh, Pitt State or Central Missouri and, and kind of talking about some of these games. And, uh, you know, it's always a hard, I think, pill for them to swallow um, that we finally uh, we, we went uh uh, undefeated against them the whole time, but it was a lot of fun, and it was uh, again there was a, a bunch of c- close calls. I think a Washburn almost had us a couple times too. So we were always close, but somehow, man, it was it was that day, man, or back in that day, in our day. I think it's now still now. It's that Northwest uh, tradition. It's that Northwest vibe that it doesn't matter if there's ten seconds on the clock, you always have a chance, even if you're down. Somebody's going to make the play. You know, it was that. It was just that confidence that we had, you know, in, in the time I played where even if we were down a couple of touchdowns, you know, and we, we just knew that just do your job, just do one eleven. somebody was going to make a play to change the game and, and to, to, to have us come out on top. A week ago, we talked to Sean Paddock, and, of course, we dove into some stories about uh, Rich Wright, uh, Scott Boswick. Are there any memorable stories, uh, whether it's just kind of a part of a great game or something that kind of still makes you laugh? Is there anything that comes to mind when you think back about uh, getting coached by those guys? Oh, man, that's, <laughs> you put me on the spot. There's too many to really count. I mean, we've, uh, we uh, obviously with Boss, we've had some, we had some, me and him had some uh, choice words. <laughs> you know, there's a couple different games where we uh, butted heads here and there, but no, at the end of the day, like, uh, and I was really fortunate when I got done to help stick around and, and coach with Boswick and, uh, and, and saw how he felt about his players and, and how, how much he loved being a part of the program and, and loved each and every one of us. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'll tell everybody that, that I was lucky to stick around and coach outside backers uh, with him the, uh, in 2010 and, and kind of saw – saw that love for everyone that came back to the games and, 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 you know, saw him kind of a different side of him rather than just a coach. And so I was uh, super fortunate with that. And, you know, that will always, always kind of uh, hold dear in my heart and always uh, definitely will remember him that way. Since you had that opportunity to, to stick around as a graduate assistant and, and see things from that different angle and in, in the relationship side of it, but going through the X's and O's and kind of, taking a game plan from a coaching perspective, did that open your eyes up a little bit more too of like, oh, that this is why we always did this or, or something like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that, There's a lot of film work, and that's why spending all those hours in the office, you, you kind of have an appreciation for those game plans that the coaches develop. And, I mean, man, they spent some serious time. And they'd be looking at the next team and game planning for days before – uh, before you even get out to practice, so they they definitely put the time in, and, and you can definitely appreciate uh, 
kind of their commitment as well. You know, when you talk about uh, game film and uh, the time you put in, it seems, and we've talked about this on our broadcast for several years, just how this coaching staff is able to find maybe just one small little element of, uh, of, uh, of weakness in an opponent that other coaching staff seem to miss, and it seems like it comes up big from game to game. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, these guys are these guys are watching film. They're watching every game, every play, uh, multiple times. I know uh, Coach Wright is is definitely one of them that you know tries to dissect everything and 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 see where where we can make get a get a, a hand up here and there. And I mean, that's that's kind of uh, that dedication and that hard work that the coaches have had over the years. I mean, that's kind of what's put us out in front and made us successful. So I'm going to put you on the spot one more time. Obviously, the national champion, a team award, and, and to be able to get an honor like that, to, to be on top. But individually, you racked up quite a few awards uh, from a two-time All-American, uh, 2008 National Defensive Player of the Year, Ken B. Jones Award, National Scholar Athlete of the Year, M-Club Hall of Famer. What individual award is at the top of the mantle? Uh, man, I, I'd probably just go to Ken Jones Award um, there, one after I... Uh, had got done playing. It was just a, kind of a funny story. I grew up, uh, I grew up on the South Walnut Street here in Maryville, and my one of my neighbors growing up was Ryland Milner, and the other uh, neighbor was Ken jo- Ken Jones. And so I, you know, growing up, <laughs> a little kid in Maryville, I didn't really know who. I mean, they played baseball with me, or, or played basketball with me, or something, but I didn't really. Uh, put it in perspective until I got done and then obviously in the college and then re- realized who they were, what kind of legends they were. And then, you know, kind of getting done and, and getting the Ken, Ken award, Ken Jones award. I was kind of, finally it had come full circle, I guess you could say. You were destined for Northwest greatness from a start. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very, very, very fortunate. Very fortunate. Post Northwest Missouri state career. Uh, you spent a little bit of time in NASCAR. Is that right? Yeah, I spent uh, two years. It, can you walk us what, through what that was like? And is that from uh, the connection with Jared Erspommer? Um It's actually the connection with uh, Scott Bossman. Scott uh, has, was a recruiter that came through. They had the Kansas race. Uh, a recruiter, um, Chris Berkey, had came through Northwest looking to get a, a faster pit stop in a pit, a pit crew. And so he was just looking for athletes that uh, might – be recommended by the coaches to to kind of do a little tryout, and so Scott Bostwick had also had given uh, my name as well as uh, uh, Jared Hirschbaumer's name, and so we did the tryouts. Uh, we did the uh, kind of little mini camp thing, and then we went out there and did another one, and then kind of got that opportunity. So, you know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, after looking back at all this, uh, you know, like Scott gave me so many opportunities at Northwest, but also gave me. Uh, an opportunity to go, you know, travel the world and, and travel the United States and, and, and pit race cars for the, the few years I did it. Um, but no, it was kind of all through uh, Northwest and all through the coaching staff that kind of put that opportunity in front of me. When it comes to your NASCAR experience, what about that experience that uh, might be something that uh, the common person doesn't realize uh, that you have to go through to do that? There's a lot of travel and a lot of, a lot of practice. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's it's kind of like a um, you know, like a college sport or a, a professional sport. Uh, it's it's pretty much uh, it's all it's all like uh, weightlifting and working out and, and practicing every day, and 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 you don't realize 
how uh, how much travel is involved as well. So we we traveled out on Thursdays and we would pit you know anywhere from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then and then fly back after the race. So a lot of travel, a lot of way being away from home, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Catch us up on uh, on what you've been up to here lately. Uh, so yeah, after that, I just moved back to Maryville, um, kind of joined the family business. So we uh, we own and operate the car washes here in Maryville, and as well as some commercial real estate. So kind of just jumped in with old man, and uh, we've been uh, probably back here for about six years. So just uh, trying to uh, stay stay uh, up to date with all these uh, all these good football teams in, in Maryville. There's a lot to keep you up to date on too, so don't keep you busy. <laughs> Well, Miles, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on Bearcat Rewind with us, and uh, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Good luck this weekend. Thanks again to Miles Burnsides for joining us on this week's edition of Bearcat Rewind. We had his teammate Sean Paddock on last week's episode, so if you missed out on that one, be sure to go back and check out that interview with Sean. Again, thanks to our sponsors, the Northwest Missouri State Alumni Association and the Northwest Foundation. Also, Mosaic Medical Center Maryville for their support. Watch for new episodes of Bearcat Rewind throughout the fall. They're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio Podcasts, so please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Thanks to Alex Kurt for producing the intro and outro music and Austin Hall for engineering the podcast. For John Coffey, I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again soon.